0: Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Tone, some monster Magic. New Jersey I monster Talladega Nights When I uh, hear that song They always play oh, it uh, I forgot that song They play it The last race right. Yeah I yeah. mean it doesn't Doesn't really cut it Compared to the Pat Benatar uh, <laughs> Race at the end You know I don't, I don't know if you guys
1: listen to Monster Magnet, but I mean, all their records are they are a killer band, man. They're a Jersey band.
0: I like that song. I really don't know them too much. But good pick, Tone. Good yeah, pick. you know. So we are the Uncle Puckers in New Jersey Devil Podcast, Chris, Dan, Bobby, Tony. We are all here, um, delayed one night from the show. We're in a scheduling conflict. I know in the last show we said we were recording Thursday. Now it's Friday, so here we are. That was my fault. Um, so... No, it I was blame not my fault. Out. This is a four-man team. If one guy is not available, on, none of us are available. Well, that's
2: right. So really Lithuania time change. That's it's not his fault.
0: And I, I texted the guys separately from you, and Bobby turned around and said, "With how Tony." wakes up and watches these games and comes on and does these shows at 2.30 in the morning, it's the least we can do. And Me and Dan were like, really? We just thought we'd do it without him. But no, Bobby talked <laughs> to you, so. okay, you,
3: Bobby. I throw you one bone a season. I'm it.
1: you, got, you got so, yeah, I got you a bone. point last week on uh, the devil you know. So there That's you really, go. Yeah, That's yeah, good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> your bone.
0: And he can't get a bone tonight. Unless he, comp- No, he can't get a bone tonight. He's he's giving us the questions. So you know, I, I, I get I a point point if nobody
3: answers it right. You'll get the
1: bone
0: anyway. Well, it depends.
1: Yeah, that's right. If we don't answer it
0: right. Be, if we <laughs> if we don't answer it right because you gave us you know twenty clues and we're just stupid, I guess maybe we'll give you the point. But if you give us two clues, then shout out the answer. Like some people. What am I, Tony? You're, you're exactly. You're not getting the. You're not getting the point. All right.
3: So. <laughs> oh, he had that queued up.
0: That's all I hear. That's all I fucking hear. Tony, you might want to go put your duct tape back over your girlfriend's mouth. <laughs> you know,
1: actually, a really quick <laughs> funny thing is one awful thing. But yesterday, I'm in the garage, you know, working on some stuff. In my wife's in the other room. And my kid, we, I just fed her dinner and I put her in the, her bed. Right. She's Before just, tell you tell a story, head does head
2: Lithuania have Difus? I just want to know.
1: Yeah, we don't have Dyphus, I remember Difus. Okay, go yeah. ahead then. Regular's at my house as a child. No, but uh, so we have a crib that's like kind of close to our bed for her, you know, because she, she sleeps in the crib still. Right. And my wife starts screaming, "Tony, Tony!" I just got done feeding her all this pasta, and she was, you know, everything was fine. And I put her in the bed. She, project hot. Let me tell you, she vomited yeah. on the There's floor, like that. our bed, our pillows, the walls, and our and our bedroom is like completely white. My wife has the, the one head room I'm is spinning like around. Anxious. Yeah, yeah. This is like the woman's room. It was a fucking nightmare. Sorry to share that with you, but
0: no, I, no. I have a. I'm not going to say yeah. it now. But I have a great. I have a great. <laughs> I have a great, couple of great vomit stories with Dan. One and oh, yeah, let's go cool. way animals, back. One I was thinking of stuffed, stuffed animals, a second-floor window, and Dan naked. So
1: Yeah, you <laughs> know, great. good times. I lived with Dan, so I got the naked thing I've seen, I
2: think, before now. It <laughs> For happens. For some
0: reason, back when Dan used to get I thought you were sticking to, like,
2: kid vomit stories. That's what I thought.
1: No, I was thinking <laughs> of your kids.
0: vomit stories. Oh, uh, yeah, are, you know, we were kids, funnier. I guess. They are much funnier. Yeah. And, uh... But for some reason your stories always your vomit stories always end with me in a laundromat until two in the fucking morning. So you sleeping it off and me in a fucking laundry mat.
3: Why is it's that? Kinda,
2: yeah. Up chuck and then I'm out.
3: Didn't that even happen in New England? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, it happened. Two hundred and seventy five uh, miles away. Dude, that's you, okay, you, boys. Uh, I had an
1: ex girlfriend uh, puke on my desk. I bring my problems
2: with me wherever I go.
3: Yeah.
0: Well oh. no. You were upstairs that night. You were upstairs I remember Bobby's roommate, the Puerto Rican guys up there, and I guess you were—we were drinking all day and night, and I guess you partook in uh, some uh, other extracurriculars. And it was it party was like, time. It was definitely a party. It was like four in the morning, and everybody's gone, and me and Bobby and two girls are sitting in the living room, we're just bullshit and drinking a beer. And Bobby goes, "Where the fuck is Dan?" And with that, <laughs> we start hearing. <laughs> And Bob's like, "What the fuck is, is that?" Is. So I get, I get up. We open up Bobby's bedroom door. Dan is in his boxers on all fours, I'm just dead. throwing up all over Bobby's <laughs> bed. <laughs> it up on the bed.
2: Yeah. Best part <laughs> yeah, is I don't remember any of that stuff.
1: Dan, uh, you remember the big
0: swordfish we
1: had on our wall? That came oh, to yeah. place.
2: Yeah, definitely. I that that I remember. I saw yeah, that, that thing. Great. Sober.
1: I will say that that location that was a. You wake up and you hop on the roof and there's you know there's the ocean. I mean it was great. It was yeah it was the best roach though. infested
2: uh, <laughs> place you could get. You know it was great, <laughs> right? Yeah, remember that? As as it the was... roaches
0: fucking loved it there. I, mean, <laughs> I remember really finding like, Dan in a bottle of vodka and a couple
1: of roaches in the living room and this it, was...
0: <laughs> it, it was like the yeah. fucking Waldorf Astoria to those roaches. I love <laughs> the, it,
1: yeah, good times. We had, yeah. we had an alarm that would go off and the cops would come up the stairs with guns. You remember that, Dan? The alarm oh, yeah. that would
0: go cops off. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah, so, but they would have their gosh. guns drawn and shit. And we'd be like, you know, sleep. And the place would be like a wreck. And you wonder who's got what. And why oh, are the man. cops here? Oh, the alarm. The alarm went off. Yeah,
1: that's
2: and a, then, uh, yeah, it's crazy place. A crazy place to live. In,
1: or a landlord yep. would come in and yeah, fucking yell at us. <laughs> Let's come in the door and talk shit.
2: And we're asking him, um, should this microwave run when the door open? Isn't that dangerous? Fuck face, what are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> we all know who I'm talking about. I think. Yeah,
1: we are were certain that that, we, that would about? stop us yeah, from having kids, yeah. but it didn't
3: work. Shit, yeah. me and
1: Chris used to work for this guy. We had a little. We had an intercom over by the place where we used to cook at. And basically, you'd be cooking and working, and this guy would be yelling at you, Hey, fuck faces! come downstairs and grab the ice bucket, you motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> I know one one time, uh, it was not that busy in the place, and it was summertime, so we'd always get busy. So it was like noon, and it wasn't that busy. So we had this dude worked with us. I shouldn't say his name, but whatever. He's I don't I haven't seen the guy in like 30 years. His name was Rusty. And uh, Rusty, you know... He's not going to pork your Rusty. Was, you know, so I said to Rusty, I said, dude, <laughs> is, well, it's not busy. He's going to pork your dad. I said... <laughs> I think it's Turn around, Rusty. <laughs> uh, so he goes, I tell him to go get uh, the ladder from the arcade next door, go get a watering can. I need all the plants watered in the dining room. So Rusty gets the ladder, gets the watering can, and he's fucking watering every plant, right? Now the place starts filling up, and he's moving the ladder around tables and everything, and I'm just hysterical. So finally <laughs> the intercom comes on, and it was the boss, and I, we are here. Now the place is packed, and we hear... Rusty, what the fuck are you doing and he's like oh chris told me to water the plants he's like the fucking plants are plastic you idiot and this guy watered like 20 fucking plants dude that guy he
1: would yell at us all the time for no reason he would just, he would oh, just
0: yeah. it was unbelievable it was like a comedy you got a nice man there was no. one time, though, uh, we just got... Uh, I think I might have told this story once before, but Tone and I were working. There was a dude working <laughs> there, Dave, and we had just gotten like a delivery in with like some new brooms and stuff. So we were getting ready to close up. So Dave hops <laughs> over the counter to clean up, to start sweeping. And Tony goes, Dave, what the fuck are you doing? And he stops real quick. He's like, what? He goes, dude, those are brand new brooms. if, if <laughs> We're not going to say his name. If EC sees you using the bristles on the broom. They're brand new. He's going to lose his shit. He's like, well, what am I supposed to do? He's like, use the other side. So the guy flips the broom over, <laughs> and he's fucking pushing the dirt in the grout lines of the tile with the boost of the fucking stick. I owe that oh guy like God. six
1: beers, man. What a bunch of
0: <laughs> idiots. We would send people over to, like, the other pizzerias on the boardwalk to go get the pizza patch repair kit. You know, just three brothers and grab the pizza patch repair kit. Like, they come back and be like, the guy fucking threw a slice of pizza at me. screaming at me. He'd yell at us. They him go downstairs, asking for, go up to the owner of the fucking building. Guy's worth like $20 million. And yeah, they're looking for a can of steam upstairs. Where can I find that? Make them fucking go around looking for everything. Uh, one time, the best. I, had a guy go down, I had a guy go downstairs. I told him I needed a, a case of furry lap flounder and a case of bearded clam. <laughs> yep. He goes down and asks the owner where it is. He goes, well, I don't know. Let's oh, EC? And I, I had the fucking owner and another guy looking for bearded <laughs> clam and furry lap flounder. Uh, it yeah. wasn't EC, so I was going to say he would. No, him. that was that He was, would uh, shit down SC. the guy's throat. Oh, yeah. That yep, was yep. Fucking, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was just fucking good times. So, I'm glad everybody grew up and got... At, oh, wait. No, I didn't. I'm still there. No, not anyway. really. <laughs> so, yeah, not really. But, sort of. All right. Let's talk hockey. Did you guys watch that yeah, game last night? I, mean, I did not. Crazy um, game. I, I know four overtimes, like 12 seconds before they were about to go into the fifth overtime. And hey, Chuck got the game winner um, to lead that series one nothing. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good series. I didn't watch, uh, like I said, I only watched the third period. So, I mean, Tone, you watched the whole game?
1: So, basically, like, I'm, I'm at fault for last night, like I said. Um, I slept a little bit last night. I woke up my time, I woke up in the third period, basically, in the morning here. So, I watched from the third period and all the four overtimes. And it was... Uh, I'm. T- I'm so impressed with Florida. I. It's hard to picture this team is just. They're like cockroaches. Yeah. They are playing just playing
2: that that right what do you think about that? hockey right now. Called back though. What do you think about that? Because I did see it on the highlights. I'm like, I don't know if I like that call. I mean, I think they could. No, I
1: mean it, it didn't. It didn't kill him at, the at the end of the day, and, right? Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, I noticed that. Like he, he, did bump his foot, but he. It's got to like stop him from making the. If anything, he bumped in the direction of which way he should have gone. And, you know, he was going away from the puck and away from where the goal went in. And they call it, you know, I don't know. I that thought it was pop, like, yeah, that should have been end right really there. Cool. They uh... No, no, no. It was a goal interference, they called it. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, and because, uh, you know, I forget which player it was, but a uh, Florida player, who's number six, whoever it was. I can't forget. I remember his number. I don't remember his name now. But um, he bumped – uh Anderson ju- I mean just a little bit on his foot. Meanwhile Anderson's going from his left to his right and he's going away from the puck, the play. If anything he he made it closer than it was to go in, but right. I guess in slow motion that's easier to see, you know.
1: But you know, props to Anderson too though. I mean we were talking last week to Carolina's yeah. goaltending is there. I gotta say, man, I fifty saves, yeah. Bob Rowski. Oh, my God. I mean, you had – it was insane last night. And the saves they were making in overtime were so impressive. I mean, they were rock paddles. Yep. I mean, it was crazy, you know. Um, but that team, man, Florida, like I said, they're resilient. They – I think last night was a huge win. I thought they were going to win the series. I said that. Who knows if they will. But that yeah. one in Carolina, you could see those people's faces. There was people, like, sleeping in the seats. Like, yeah, I
0: w- I would I can't stand being at games that go that long. I, I, I really you have can't, to, you, know. you have to say that was the
1: sixth longest yeah, game. Yeah, have in, to say that's what you
0: hate about it because yeah, Thursday that was the night most longest. people have to get up and work, and mm. it's like <laughs> great the fucking game's over at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, good segue sure. on the goalies though, because I do want to talk a little bit about uh, something that a couple of articles that were written by a guy over the last couple of days that kind of yeah. piggyback off of the Connor Hollowbuck situation or discussion that we were having on the last show. Right. So, right. I'm I'm going to kind of bounce around a couple of things, and I'm just curious what you guys think. So, Nick Villano from Pucks and Pitchforks. Now, I, I would love to if Nick, if you do listen to the show, please DM us because I would love to get you on the show because I would love to pick your brain on certain things. But um, so he, he starts off here: New Jersey Devils five players legitimately worth Jesper Bratt trade. And he writes here, the Jesper Brat discourse has been out of control. The New Jersey Devils winger is coming into another offseason without a contract, his third in four years, after two harsh contract negotiations and the playoff no-show. Fans are pretty fed up with the whole thing. Fans are fickle, so this isn't unexpected. However, the suggestions for trade offers or outright releasing Brat are beyond insane. I haven't heard anybody say, just release the guy. You, you know, yeah, who said
2: that? that? at all. did he, did he no, put I, that I one know. up?
0: I don't know where anybody got that idea. I mean, I'm the, the curious, guy yeah. is an extremely valuable chip on your fucking chessboard. You're not going to. Maybe somebody
2: him. on Twitter said that, but I can't imagine Maybe. too many people.
0: But it hasn't been a course of uh, uh, conversation. Nobody's, uh, you know what I mean? It's not like it's being no. talked about widely. He's so the he right. first
2: one to bring it up in print that I, that I think. That yeah. I
0: saw, Yeah. And he writes, yes, there have been fans that said the devil shouldn't even extend Brad a qualifying offer. That's ridiculous and would never happen. I do agree with that. The trade options are just as wild. Maybe it makes sense in terms of talent acquisition to send Bratt to the Winnipeg Jets for Connor Holuboff. He is one of the better goalies in the league, but he has one year left and he's about to turn 30 years old. Now, let's just stop there. Um I asked you guys what you thought because yeah, it is his birthday, so happy birthday, Connor. He turns oh happy
2: today. birthday.
0: Um, wow. And then he goes on and he has five players that he thinks is suitable to trade Jesper Bratt for. Now, when we were talking about Jesper Bratt to Winnipeg for Connor Hollabuck, it wasn't. It was a okay. We have a uh, a piece here that has some value, and. Right we do think that at some point, or at least I should speak for myself on this, I think that at some point Tom Fitzgerald and the management really does have to have like their come-to-Jesus moment about whether or not Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt are the right guys to get this team right. far into the playoffs. Sure. Right. Uh, I don't think so. I feel a little bit more confident, like we talked about last show, about Schmidt than I do about Vanacek, but when yeah. the team has kind of popped the way this team has now, and just Mm -hmm. threw that window open, and now it's open. So you can't close it. You can't, you know, you're not going to go backwards. So do we want to, if you feel that this is going to be a situation that's going to come up for the next two or three years in the playoffs where our goaltending lets us down, and yes, goaltending was not the only reason that we are not playing hockey right now. There were a lot of other factors. But you have to look at the goaltending as a big one. It is the most important position on the ice, And it needs to be, you know, you look at the guys that are left. you got $10 million Bobrovsky. you got Freddie Anderson playing really good. I mean, yeah, Vegas has goaltending issues, but that's just due to injury. And then you have, you know, these are all number one guys um, Mm -hmm. that are playing. We don't really have that. Then he writes another article that came out, I guess, yesterday. And he starts it with, New Jersey Devils are fine in net with Vanacek and Akira Schmidt. And he writes... The Devils were eliminated from the playoffs one week ago of this writing. It's been one week since the dream of a Stanley Cup championship was still alive. The Devils did not look great against the Hurricanes, and the goaltending did not help. Both Banachek and Schmid played in four games against the Canes, playing within two minutes of each other, 130 for Banachek, 132 for Schmid. Schmid had the better stats, but they still weren't good. And then he has a bunch of their uh, uh, analytics, and despite the numbers, the analytics say that Schmid... At least it was at least all right in that. And then he says, Vanacek has an issue throughout the postseason. Devil starter all season looked great, but he looked out of gas in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Despite the regular season success, Devil fans are ready to move on to a superstar goaltender. The name that keeps coming up is Connor Holuboff. The Winnipeg Jets star says he has no interest in a rebuild, and that has everyone saying he's asking to leave, ignoring the fact that this is a huge over-exaggeration. The Devils would have to give up a lot for Holabuck while also figuring out how much he's worth. He only has one year left on his contract, and he's going to turn 30 this offseason. It's a huge risk that could backfire, putting the Devils in a place they may waste the previous rebuild. The Devils are fine in net. Are they great? No. But they are perfectly fine with Vanacek and Schmidt taking the net next season. The former showed he could carry the load for the regular season, and Schmidt showed he has ice in his veins, shutting out the New York Rangers in Game 7. Okay, so let's just start with that. Like, okay, so is that going to be our plan? Vanacek's our regular season goalie, Schmidt's our postseason goalie? That right. doesn't seem like a recipe for success. It's not a great plan. I agree. I've never heard of
2: that strategy before.
0: It's a weird strategy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I concur. Um, and then he goes, Tom Fitzgerald has been following a very specific model to try and find the next great goalie. Holabook was a 5th round pick, Sorokin was a 3rd round pick, Shosturkin a 4th round pick. That's why the Devils have spent a pick every single year on a goalie under Fitzgerald. This is clearly Fitzgerald hoping he, if he get, if he keeps rolling the dice, he'll eventually hit the players like Sorokin. Right now he has Schmid, Nico Dawes, Tyler Brennan, Jacob Malik, Cole Brady, and Mackenzie Blackwood as goalies his organization drafted that they have the rights to. Actually, they still have the rights to Sen as well, but he went to play overseas. And the hope is one of these players turns into the next Halibut. I'm going to stop there. First of all, you have a lot of guys in the pipeline. Now, this team—I don't think that the—we uh, should just look at next season and say, "Well, just make the playoffs again." No, now it's time to let's win a Stanley Cup. Right? This team is. Most of the pieces are in place. Yeah, they have some tweaking to do. But this team can definitely play for a Stanley Cup. We saw the way they played all regular season. And my big concern is, now, it, let's say you keep Banachek and Schmidt. And next year we get into the playoffs and we get bounced in the first or second round because our goaltending is suspect. And then next year, what? You're going to bring another guy up, get to the playoffs, hope that works out, and then maybe the next guy, and then the next guy? That's not how it's going to work. If none of these guys pan out, or your third guy pans out, that could be five years from now. Mm -hmm. To me, making a play for a guy like Holabuck is the smartest thing that this team can do right now. Uh, If management does not think that Schmidt and Vanacek are the guys, and I don't know what they think, but if they have eyes... They have to say that Vanek is not, because yes, maybe Schmidt will be the guy, but I don't think Vanek is going to be the guy in the playoffs. Now, to say when the last article he wrote about Jesper Bratt, saying Bratt for Hallabuck is stupid, because in his logic is you have to replace him with somebody similar because you have to reproduce his production on the on the ice. Well, if you sign Timo Meyer, there's your production. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I mean, he had 40 plus goals. Uh, you know, Brad had 30. Only nine of those goals were with the Devils. So, yeah, why – you're telling me you don't think that Timo Meyer can give you 30 to 40 goals a year? Chris, what um, are you thinking
1: about Timo Meyer coming back? I mean, you know, I'm sure you saw the exit that uh, Fitzgerald – I see the exit interview. Well, his pre- his uh, conference he did. And uh, it was kind of interesting some of the things he was saying. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's 100% locked in there.
0: No, it doesn't. I agree.
2: No, it's um, not like you – know, you know where we stand. I, I talked to his agent – you know, meaning Claude Lemieux, and um, so some of those things were like, oh, he actually sounded more positive on the Brat deal than he did yeah. on That's Meyer, awesome. which I was like, wow, I didn't expect that coming from Fitzgerald, but that was my impression. I mean, it wasn't, it was, he was a negative on Meyer, but he wasn't as positive as I thought he was going to be. I
0: it didn't really sound as, mean, we. Go ahead, Tom.
1: Oh, as I say, it didn't sound as uh, guaranteed as almost Halla seems because I think Halla's, like I said, I think Halla's coming back, and yeah, got that vibe. I didn't feel the same way when he was talking about Meyer, and that was kind—I of, was a little concerned. I was like, "Damn, man!" Because I do think if we lose him, it was—I don't think well, with the trade that we did. I mean, we gave up some stuff, and I don't think we got exactly what we wanted, especially if we lose him. Right?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it would be a, a big kick in the nuts for this organization if they can't sign him up. Um, I hope that they get it done uh, again. If you can get Bratt done, I'm not saying, I'm just looking at this team. Let's say we have Meyer and we have Bratt and we have the rest of the roster that we have now. Yes, I know some guys are going to be gone and some guys are going to be up. Our blue line is going to have Nemec and Hughes on it from the start, most likely next year. But if you have Bratt and, and Meyer on the line, on the team, and you do think that you need some help in net. You know, Brat is the guy. Like, that's the guy you move. Am I wrong about that? Like, he, uh, you know, he's a valuable chip. You can get something for him, and I don't think that we're going to miss his production. And definitely not what he did in the playoffs. And for a guy like, let's say Connor Halibok, who mm-hmm. is again only thirty, I think Dominic Cashin well, was it, traded to Detroit when he was thirty-five or thirty-six from Buffalo.
2: Yeah, no, that's a great not, point. But when you say not like, got um, well definitely and it, when you say though like get something for brat you know like we he's we don't have a deal with him yet so like right. like what are we going to you know it's not like it's a straight up trade with anybody you know what i mean it's it's one of those trades when you don't really have the guy you know and that's that makes it more difficult and tough um, you know like it's it's not a straight up trade of guys under contract that's what i'm saying right. like you know what i mean so um right. and- that's, that's what makes it difficult. And there's a, definitely a way to take a bath with this and get in Hall, and, you know, you, you don't even really have him. And, you know, like almost walking in the same situation we're worried about with Meyer a uh, year from now, Hallibuck. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough pulling these triggers and you don't well, really get the guy you good. want locked up that way.
0: But, but if you were talking to Winnipeg and you can agree on a three-year deal with Hallibuck, right? would you do it?
2: For what though, brat and 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 right. that's let's it because Bratt and
0: let's say brat and a prospect and you know we we get Connor Halibut,
2: yeah, like brat and, and a a twenty four year
0: old 30, 30 goal scorer that with tons of upside uh, on a team that's going to be rebuilding.
2: Uh, it makes a lot then, of sense. I totally get it because you wanted a, a younger guy because you're rebuilding. You know that's that's what Winnipeg should be looking at. I understand right. that, and as long as that that's the trade, it's almost like practically straight up yeah definitely especially after the playoffs that we had um you know and winnipeg can look at that and go "Oh, it doesn't really matter because we're a few years off from the playoffs and that was like he's young he's going to be fine we're not worried about it um so I, I think it might work for both teams i don't know it's hard to say uh winnipeg what's our don't trade don't history right so
1: what's that no
0: what'd you say tone
1: i was going to say winnipeg would probably want to get a, a brat under contract though
0: well, yeah like right. he would want and he's not going to go there, I think, contract. after playing with
1: the devils and dealing with this shit right.
0: brat right. brat would need a new contract, and Holibuck would need a new yeah. contract, so in a perfect world, then you know they both agreed to sign for however long they want to sign. brat, we can get because I don't think you want howibuck for any kind of long term deal. Right. We're not talking eight years, eighty million dollars, but if you can get him for three years because look, this team you know everything happened a lot, the team grew up a lot faster than I think that all of us thought, but I think even, you know, management ownership weren't expecting this. Now the only thing that's lagging is your goaltending. I don't I'm not one to make the, you know, flippant moves or anything just to get a guy in there, but I feel like we are going to be in a position like every frickin' postseason like we were right. this year. If we don't take care of it or if, you know, Schmid doesn't turn around to be the guy or Dawes doesn't turn around yeah. to be the guy or one of the other five goalies that he mentioned being the yeah, guy. I, he I saw that him.
2: article, and he's like, no, we're "Fine." And I got what you're saying because I was, i felt the same thing. I'm like, "Yeah, we're fine," because that's our biggest weakness, you know. Yeah, I don't know I, if I, we're I, fine now. Look, if it comes to pass that we can't make the deal we want and get who we want, I think Schmidt has a very strong possibility. But that's not the same thing as getting a Connor Halibuk, definitely. It's a big not, question right? mark with and, Schmidt
1: too, right? We don't know what we're going to get next year, and. With Vanacek, right. I think that if Schmidt with, with a combo like that, I think you would almost and I love Vanacek, and he had a great regular season with 33 wins. But I think for us to have that combo next year, you would have to hope that Schmidt would just take that starting job. You know, yeah, right. that's what. you Yeah, so you're, yeah, right, You're right.
2: Like this is this is this year. You should earn that starting position, Schmidt. We're looking for you to do that and be our number one going into the season. You got to earn it to do it and keep it up. But that's what I would hope, because I feel like Schmidt's got the future that Vanacek doesn't. Still, it's not the same thing as getting, you know, a proven goaltender. Uh, but, you know, really, what is the cost? Like, you mentioned uh, $10 million, but Brodsky, what's, what's Halibut going to do to our cap? You know, I know we got a lot of cap room, but, you know, I don't really know all the numbers. And, you know, we got to re-sign a bunch of guys, too, so... I really love to see the math on that. It might make it like, okay, dude, you're not going to be able to sign this guy or that guy if you if you get Hellebuck. Well, maybe all that's those, not a great move. Then I don't know.
0: Yeah, all those things are right. I mean, true. I, I you know, Bobby,
3: what were you going to say? Listen, I mean, there's just a ton to unpack here. We're kind of covering a bunch of a bunch of mm-hmm. stories at one point. I mean, pound for pound, if if you told me it was something in the way of straight up, you know, Brad for Hellebuck, I take that. Um, I take that for this team right now where we are. That is assuming then that, of course, we are signing Meyer. But even without that, I I mean, I just looking at this team, the playoff they had. um, I think Hellebuck would have made a hell of a difference. (laughs) Um, So that's number one. Number two, with the Winnipeg thing and and even trading Bratt, like even to entertain that, Bratt might have to be locked up in a contract first because who's to say that Winnipeg's over there saying, I I don't want to give this guy 8.5 either. So, oh, yeah, he's a great player. You know, so maybe if it's if it's year for year, would they do that? I don't know. Um, I think it's one of these things that just has to kind of evolve as it goes, and it's going to start with like one signing first. Like Something needs to become secure, um, whether it's brat or Meyer. Um, something needs to become secure first before they're really going to be able to look at that. For, for two GMs to talk and say, hey, I got an expiring guy, you got an expiring guy, and they both need to go somewhere else and be re-signed, that's tough. Um, Well, I mean, you you have to be something because you you
0: you can't sign brat with the idea that you're going to move him right after he signs because that will I think that could seriously hurt you as far as getting new free agents to want to come here because that's kind of a dick move. Oh, yeah, they didn't fucking say shit to him. They get the guy to sign a five year deal and then they moved him next week to to Winnipeg. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that. Could yeah. Be shitty, but you're <laughs> right.
2: With the, the agents and you know, and everybody knowing what the plan is, right. if they go that's, that way, that right? That's
0: the thing. If you if you have something, let's say you know, just talking, and you got something on. Okay, we have verbiage of a deal. Then you sit down with Brat and say, "Okay, Winnipeg wants you. Are you willing to sign? You know, I'll, I'll give you permission. Talk to them. Your agent can talk to them, or we could talk to." Hollow Bucks agent, and if we can both work out something that both teams are happy with, maybe you make that deal. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts. So, yeah, I don't think it's something that can happen overnight, but at the same time, when you just look at like this team and what this team needs, I really do think, and again, back to what Dan and Tony were saying too, Schmidt could very well be the guy. I mean, sure. he did show us a lot this year, and I would like to, if there's, and at, again well, I'll
2: tell you what I wouldn't see totally Schmidt bad. in that deal oh, okay. you know we're talking about a Hellebuck deal I wouldn't want You're to give away Schmidt for Hellebuck. No. yeah I mean I, I, I'm not saying yeah, Vanuk yeah I think so sure. I mean I think I would make that move but Schmidt I feel like has such a potential that you know it might he could turn into another blackwood we don't know I'm not saying he's the man right now but he's shown the best potential of a young goalie that we've seen I mean he played some pressure situations and came up great. Um, and I honestly don't even blame him for those performances in the round two. So, you know, I'm very hot on keeping him in this organization and see where it takes us next year with him before we make any long-term decisions. I don't want to get rid of him. That's for sure. I think
3: if if you're talking Hullaback and potentially the money he's going to get, I think you need to have the guy like Schmidt in there making less
2: because
3: it does add up over time. Um, And, and, you know, as far as the GM – Talking about uh, Timo Meyer, listen, he's had a lot longer time working with Brat's agent. There's there's a little bit more of a relationship there. It's kind of new working with Claude Muel Meyer. He just kind of got traded. I mean, I would give that time. These are professionals, and you know they're after, you know, solid market based contracts or above. And if the Devils are willing to offer that, I think that you know, they can get a job. But I wouldn't feel like Brat's closer. I think that's just the way that the GM is going to present the information. He has at the time. Um, and it's really just going to get started now. So, yeah.
0: And you're right, you because Bratt does have a contract already uh, put forward by the Devils. So, I mean, I don't know if they've even discussed anything with Claude Lemieux yet. Uh, you're right. I do think that Meyer is going to come back. I do think we are going to sign him, but I did get that feeling after watching that, that th- this is still very much up in the air. He just um, now, now, he did write in here, because apparently moving Jesper Bratt for somebody that's not uh, playing winger uh, for you is stupid, so we have to go out and get another player like Brat. So he has acceptable <laughs> trades for himself that he would okay. accept, that he thinks. So this is, and, and one of these guys, I, I two of these guys I really like, one of these guys I'm very much uh, interested in, like, hmm, that is a, a good player for what we might get. So the first guy he has is William Nylander uh, from Toronto. And he writes this one. is probably going to come up a lot. It's been incredibly ironic. It's incredibly ironic. Toronto Maple Leaf fans have been giving William Nylander issues since he has contentious contract negotiations in December of 18. He ended up being underpaid. Now he's looking to cash in even further. He could want a deal in the realm of J.T. Miller, which is seven years at $56 million, or Philippe Forsberg, which is eight years for $68 million. It's a lot of fucking money. Uh, it yeah. would help the Devils in the short and long term to replace Brat with Nylander. The play, they play a similar game. They both play wing. Nylander is a little better than Brat too. Um, would the Maple Leafs do the deal one for one? Probably not, but the Devils wouldn't have to add much. Blah, blah, blah. So that's his first one. Um, what do you guys think of uh, William Nylander? I don't
3: know. Yeah, that's how I, I, mean, I
2: feel. He's yeah,
3: like, uh... fine. He's serviceable, but... Uh... Probably not the route we'd go. My gut right away says if, if uh, Brat's out, that's a prospect, Phil. But that's for
0: a I different agree. topic. Yeah. So Brat
2: for Nylander, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't no. see uh, how he's playoff proven any better than Brat, too. That's the problem. Right. Like We're talking about moving Brat. Let's face it. Let's be real. Don't forget this. Because of the playoff performance. And if we're going to move him, we want to go up. We would like to get somebody who's maybe got... Most of his potential, but not all of it, but yet is a solid playoff performer. And I don't see, you know, Nylander as necessarily that guy.
1: I did want to say, though, that I want to see Brad stay, but I'm in for a right price. I mean, I I don't want to see him go. But I remember when he played, you know, he came out last year. He had some really great – it just – it was inconsistent, as we know, and there was a lot of slumps, especially, like, the last four months. He kind of – you know, it wasn't a main – It was a point in that team where he was on fire for I forget how long the period was. It was a you know it was a handful of games though, but I do like for Brat. It's just
2: we we kind of got a bad taste in our mouth, right?
0: Right. I like Jasper right. Bratt a lot, yes, but that's it. It's a bad taste in your mouth. And it's like, you know, we can't wash it out, so we have to talk about getting rid of him. Because mm-hmm. if he's back next year, then that's yeah. fine. I have no problem with Jesper Bratt. I just are going to be
3: upset if all of a sudden we sign Bratt for seven years. Like, that's yeah. not going to bother us.
0: No.
3: Um, just, say, you
2: know, fast forward to next playoffs, if he goes away in the playoffs again, are you going to be, like, surprised? No. I mean, I'm kind of surprised this year. But am I going to be surprised next year? Or am I going to go, why didn't we move this guy? You know what I'm saying? But if you put like, seven
1: or eight in, we're going to be like, "Thank God we resigned them." Just a bad right.
2: year. It's here. always you're possible. Right. He had he just he had a bad year. I'd love to know like mitigating circumstances. Like we said, Meyer played great, but we think he could have played better if he was healthy. You know, like really, really, you know, could've. what's where is Brat's like? What what makes the Brat fan feel like he's going to have a better playoffs next time? I don't know what that is. I wish I knew because well, I do like him. It's
0: weird because you 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 look at other guys that didn't perform in the playoffs, right? Uh let's say, you know, guys that like Tatar or Mercer and Heischer. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yet at the same time going into next playoffs, I would say I totally expect Mercer and Heischer and these guys to play right. a lot better. I don't right. really feel that about Brat. you're right. But what is that?
2: Is it, is it because, because like in season he sometimes also goes yeah, away for stretches? Yes.
0: I Is it so like pretty the, pretty
2: he he hung the contract out so long that it pissed everybody off?
0: Yeah, and I don't that's know. The other thing, every time you're coming up to a contract, like you're you're you know going to arbitration or signing a year deal, deal you know, fifty fifteen minutes before arbitration supposed to start, it does piss players off, uh, fans off, fans. You know they they. I know. I they mean I like players, and they yeah. Go ahead.
2: No, I mean I I hate do, doing that, but I find myself doing that because like you know, like, the, these people who run these teams, like, they, you know, they, they could pay these guys. You know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it, to us, it's like, just take the $7 million. What's wrong with you, asshole? But, like, you know, it's a, it's a bigger picture than that. So I hate rooting against the player, trying to get paid what they're worth. On the other hand, like, what what, what takes so long, right? Just as a fan, like, are you going to play here or not? Let's, let's, let's figure this out. If you
0: don't want to, then just say it.
2: Yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, the second guy he has does fit what you said, Dan, as far as being you know the eight, right age. Um, I think has a higher ceiling than Jesper Brett. I think this guy is going to be a better player in the long run. Did have um, an okay playoff. Nothing spectacular, but an okay one. And we're back to Toronto, and that's Mitch Marner. Okay, yeah. And I like Mitch Marner, but I'm not a giant fan of his contract. But what he writes here is, sticking with the Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner is better than William Nylander. He, along with Heischer and Patrice Bergeron, are selfie trophy candidates.
2: Yeah, On top of that, he's yeah. one
0: of the best scoring wingers in hockey. The former fourth overall pick had a career-high 99 points this season. Adding Marner would make the Devils a legit contender for an entire generation. He's a perfect combination of age and need. He has the defensive responsibility required to excel in rough system, and he fills the need at winger to round out the top six. Mm. But... He does make ten point nine million dollars for the next two years. Then he's gonna wow. need another contract. So can they afford Mitch Marner? Um, you know, maybe uh, he writes here. Maybe they can afford Eric Arakala at like two million, and they can't give a raise to McLeod or Bastion. And maybe you can get away with, you know, signing Marner. I like Marner, and I would do a one for one deal with Marner and Brat any day of the week. But his contract is big uh yeah so that's something so i mean what do you guys think of marner
1: contracts big like you said marner i mean even in the playoffs though if you think about it compared to Brat, Brat had what one goal five assists and marner was like it was three three goals and 11 assists so marner put up some points in the playoffs um mm-hmm. i think the biggest problem with him is the money so i mean i wouldn't mind seeing him there but i just don't know how you
2: what the contracts but be. if
0: you could make that work and it was a one-for-one deal you guys would be fine with marner yeah. right
2: yeah, I would if, if but that's a huge if, right? Because the numbers you threw out, man, we don't know the whole math of the the you know the GM's facing with caps and everything else and blowing up Jack Hughes' money for Marner and stuff. Uh, it's a huge implication. But if it could just work, like you said, if, yeah, man, why wouldn't you take Marner over Brad right now? Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I mean Marner could maybe replace Heisher on this team because they're both selkie. Yeah. you know they're super You're responsible. Right. And, and, I mean, so he could definitely replace Bratt.
0: Mitch Marner is a hell of a player. He would help any team that he goes to. Chris, can you say how many we years he had left about? on his yeah. contract, Marner?
3: Two.
1: two. Okay, two. Okay,
3: Two years. I mean, that's 100% person for person. I would take that. Um, but, yeah, it's really, again, the money's going to get in the way. What do we do with Timo Meyer if, if we have that? Um, what Do we do? Did we address our goaltending situation before that or after that? I, I don't know. Um, that that could be answered. I would think for this team where it's at, that's a nice dream, but probably leave his $10 million away. It, listen, Brad has a certain skill set, which is really phenomenal during the regular season. It, if you really break it down, if you told me, okay, you can't quite replace his 30 goals, but maybe someone can come up and give you 20 and 25 and some solid defense and grow into a hell of a player, like a la foot, um, I mm-hmm. mean, there's just we have options, and it's not the end of the world if we lose a 30 goal scorer because I think we've got some kids that can come up and pump up 20. Yeah, no, like, maybe I, that's I, I 20, agree.
2: But Mercer makes up
3: the other five. Like it's gonna, you know, kind of all work together. Well, we, we're all in agreement. The whole though. was we yeah. have to go
2: get a winger. Do we even have to go get a winger? That's what Volano says. But I think Bobby's saying maybe we don't have to go get one. I, I kind of hear that. You know.
0: Well, I mean, I do think that you have to have. Uh, some guys that have been down in the system in Utica for a while have to get legitimate right. chances. I mean, you drafted these guys, you've developed these guys, you've put the time in, and so much now room. It, you give them a chance. But, I mean, one for one, if that if the money is not an option, I think we all agree, Marner over sure. Bratt. Yeah. The sure. third guy he has is another guy I like, but I just don't... I, 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 I wouldn't want to do this to Brat as much as I... I I'm disgusted with his playoff performance Clayton Keller Arizona I just don't want to send Brad to Arizona that's (laughs) fucked up so you mean Utah um, yeah or Houston um so you know he writes about um nobody signed for longer than Clayton Keller in Arizona um the New Jersey Devils will make a lot of sense there at the beginning of their window, matching the 24-year-old's prime with that of Nico Heischer, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, and others. Keller is the exact kind of player the Devils want, but likely wouldn't get in another circumstance. Keller is coming off a point per game, putting in 86 points. He's a better player than Bratt, and the Coyotes would likely ask the Devils to add to the deal. Devils could do whatever, he says, yeah, I'll add a defenseman. The issue here is whether the Devils will want to do this to Brat. Was exactly what I said. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, Clayton Keller, again, a guy I don't know if I would take over Brat. Um, I also haven't seen Clayton Keller a lot. I don't really watch Coyote games a whole lot um, when we're not playing them. And uh, so then he goes to number four. This is the guy at number four that I would actually like to see them move and get this guy. Jake Getzel hmm. in Pittsburgh. Right. And Jake Getzel's name hasn't been mentioned this offseason, but shouldn't it? Maybe. 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 The Pittsburgh Maybe. Penguins are making major changes, replacing their GMs and president. Reports say multiple members of the Devils front office have been interviewing for the job. No one cares about that. The Penguins hmm. would need to give to get, especially since this is a trade with constant reminders inside the division. This is a team that desperately needs a player like Brat. Would they be willing to do it at the expense of their one true superstar winger under the age of thirty? Um, can they afford to pay him eight to nine million dollars a season? Um, yeah. And now I haven't heard Getzel's, uh name out at all, but this dude is a hell of a fucking thirty goal scorer, is, and he can score. And he's playoff experience. He's a veteran. That is the kind of guy out of all these dudes so far on this uh, list I would say I would love to get on this team. What do you guys think about that?
2: I could see it. I mean, again, it's close to the money problem, but yeah.
0: And the last guy he has is a guy that we talked about last year getting here, and I didn't want him last year. I don't want him now is Alex (laughs) Debrinket. Um,
2: right, right.
0: So yeah, I'm not a fan of DeBrinket, and I'm fine. I, you know, I can talk about a little bit about what he writes, but really, I, I mean, so those are the only ones that are acceptable trades for Jesper Bratt. So we can't talk about possibly trading him for Connor Hallibuck anymore. Um, but hmm. out of all those guys, okay, see, I, I just, <laughs> I just think when it comes to the the goaltending issue, is that if you are going into this season uncertain about your goalie something you have to do something because we can't we can't do this every year we can't go into another playoff and just have our goaltending as suspect as it was uh,
2: I would be shocked if Fitzgerald didn't explore this you know don't you think he's definitely going to explore this whether or not he can I make the think. deal I don't know but I would be shocked if he was like you know and I know he's got to say what he's got to say in the exit interview but even what he said I don't think we got the impression that Oh, no, we're not doing anything different with goaltending. We're we're good. He said stuff like, I'm going to defer to my team, including Mark Tamberdor and everybody else. We're constantly evaluating these, you know. That are, you know, he tried to say some positive things about our guys, but he, I, I didn't get Coach the impression that's that it's locked up. Yeah. And don't no, be surprised that's if we make a trade, of...
1: too. He's talking about, you know, we, don't, we might not have a first right now, but like he was saying in his meeting, he said, you know, it's not that we're not going to have one. I wouldn't mind seeing us grab one for – we have a lot of. I feel like a big problem we have is with this playoff run that we had. Even though the season was amazing, you know, I'm very proud of this team. I, I'm not going to complain about it, but I will say we have so many question marks because of the last two months, right? We had there's so many question mm-hmm. marks that we don't know if well, some of these players. We don't know if it was just a bad a bad run. So it's, it's just it's really like we go obviously the goaltending, but even other guys. We just it's very they left
3: us with a lot of questions, definitely for this off season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fitzgerald's on record saying, um, you know, admittedly the Devils played better in front of Schmidt. And he said that the players will tell you that too. He's kind of defending Vanacek in a way. And again, there was a time just not too long ago, you know, a few weeks left in the regular season where at least I recall, I was sitting here pining, like, give Vanacek a start. I don't want to hear about tired. Like, this is our number one. Let's let him go. Let's let him roll. Uh, Thinking he was going to go in with all the confidence in the playoffs. Um, There's just, you know, did they play better in front of him? Yeah, they probably did. But, it was still kind of a stinker. Can Schmidt come out next year and be like the guy? He could, or he couldn't. The whole issue to me comes down to even what we're talking about with these potential trade candidates. We're almost talk, we're almost splitting hairs. We're talking about a general amount of goals and the same general amount of money. My issue is I don't think we need an eight and a half million dollar winger in that position. I would rather spend that money on a bona fide goalie. And fill that winger role with just anybody who plays hard, throws in twenty goals. You know, like I said, I love what Brett brings, but that's my issue with the, the players we have signed and the core we have, we don't need an eight and a half million
2: dollar right winger.
3: I I I couldn't agree more. That's exactly where
0: yeah. I stand. I would like to get use it to get a bona fide goalie. Okay, oh, yeah, Dan I'm sorry. Definitely.
2: No, I, I would like to get a more solid third defensive pairing. Because I feel like, you know what, you get Hallibuck and he might have made a difference. But it would have been really tough, man, because some of those uh, games, I don't care who was in that, that we just collapsed. And, um, you know, it it starts from, you know, the goaltending out, definitely it's something you want to improve. But I feel like if we don't, you know have a better replacement for the brendan smith and you know severson setup we got and just put some you know more responsible d in there um then i think it's going to be wasted uh to some well, extent be, you know
0: before we we do the the devil you know let's talk real quick about the defensive pairings and next year yeah. what they are probably going to be All right, yeah so it's a
2: question it's- definitely
0: I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, probably Hamilton and Hughes will be our, our number one. Um, you're yeah. probably not going to have Graves on the team. You're probably not going to have Severson on the team. Um, so let's say your second pairing instead of Marino and Graves is Marino and Nemec. And guys, and I got to say,
1: I saw Nemec play it, yesterday. We We should really be... You know, I mean, I watched that Switz game yesterday, and uh, the, the guy's going to be good for us. I mean, you know, actually, Siegen Baller scored yeah. yesterday. He sure yeah. had a good. But when you watch Nemec play, we should be excited about him because he is yeah the future. He definitely tell he's on the ice. He played actually yeah. more minutes yesterday than any player in that game.
2: So, and
0: then I mean, he's nice. he's going to be good. And then your third pairing is what Siegen Dollar and Ball. I yeah, mean, that, that that could work. That, that could work. Can, that could very that well our be. Six? Yeah. I mean, and and I think that's – I think that's, uh, and I haven't even seen Simone Nemec play, and I think that's a better six uh, guys on our blue uh, line than we had this Totally
2: year. agree. Totally agree. Uh,
0: and if you look at the pairings like that, right, you know, ha- Hamilton can, of course, he can score goals, and he's a, 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 a power play specialist back there. But having, like, you know, Hughes and Hamilton, where either one of them can push that puck forward and get the offense going – they, Hughes is a little bit more responsible defensively than Hamilton, but he's serviceable. Then you got Marino, who doesn't really pitch in a whole lot. He's mostly a more of a stay-at-home guy. But you got a guy like Nemec on that line with him that can push that puck. And you know Seigan Dollar and Ball, you have you know two solid guys, stay-at-home guys that you can try and match up against a good you know good forward line on the other team. I I like that defensive the way that defense looks with those guys.
1: And I tell you, even though yeah. Siegenthaler had that unfortunate penalty, um, he, I really I liked his play in the playoffs. And he, I mean, he he cut you know I really I like Siegenthaler yeah. on the team actually.
3: And and he's not going anywhere. Listen, he's got a he's got a reasonable contract that he plays above. So for that reason, I mean, he's a solid blue liner to have. If if he were needed to be packaged to do something even better, then that's a different story. But for what he gives and what he's paid, he's a perfect piece. My only problem is. Nemec, as good as he is, would he actually make, you know, the, the team out of camp? We don't know. I think Fitzgerald hinted he'd love to see him push for it, but if he doesn't, is he going to have to wait too long? I mean, not you know, hindsight is, is is hindsight, right? But I mean, what what if Luke Hughes came in much earlier in these playoffs, for example? Like you just really don't know what would happen. Maybe not the Rangers series. Maybe even the Rangers series. Maybe it doesn't go seven if he's there. We just don't. We know. recall, but Nemec wrong, like, man.
1: But there's yes. thing we have to address, and I know you guys might not agree with me, but I see it now in the playoffs. I watch it when I watch Florida play. I mean, I, we can hate Gudas. I don't hate him. I think, I'm think i actually like, the more I watch him play, I appreciate him. Um, no, we I get need it. a little bit of this. We need these yes. guys. Yeah. I watch it, and it's a big thing in the playoffs because it just – Meier
2: kind of filled that role a little bit. You know, but not consistently. No, not enough and, though. I mean
1: you watch Florida play, I mean you could see where that's a big even with Carolina. We talked about this. I know Chris was mentioning that he didn't think that they could rattle Carolina. You could see them getting under of
2: their skin, you know. First I, mean, game my two, I was thinking, I was watching all the highlights out and I'm like it's happening, dude. I'm I'm yeah, watching yeah, Florida yeah, You know, they're starting they, to like really frustrate Carolina and it's it's already the first game. I mean, yeah, and it's yeah, a crazy overtime, a but game. still
0: They're a tough team to play, no doubt. They are a tough team to play. And, yeah, you do need that. Um, uh, The problem with that, I don't know if it's a problem, but, like, when you have a guy or two like that, they have to still be able to do the things that the Devils do. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is a fast... It's hard to find guys that are big and willing to hit and can get in the dirty spots and get gritty and be fast and do everything responsibly like Lindy wants to do. Um, so it's kind of tough, but yeah, I think we do need to get a little bit more grit or toughness, whatever you want to say, but, uh, you know, and guys that are willing to do the work and maybe, like we said last time, maybe it's not that we don't have the guys, maybe they're just not willing to do it. I saw Brat quit on and involvement. No, Brat's not a guy that you're going to get physicality from, but I saw him quit on a lot of plays in the playoffs and, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a guy like you know, Meyer with a full season, like Dan said, with this team can be that guy. But I do think you do need to get one or two other dudes um, yeah. that, that can, can be more physical. So
2: I don't know who's out there that we can fill that role. Right. And that's something I'm really interested to see if in the offseason we at least get towards that spot. Because I feel like that's a huge playoff hole. Yeah
0: and I mean we'll see who's available at the free agency and see if the devils go after anybody I'm sure we'll be hearing more stuff about that as free agency gets closer but that's going to be a fun thing to
3: watch it can also Mm -hmm. be addressed as part of the collective I mean a couple of different mindset changes Um, I know I mentioned foot again but a guy like that to come in and play a harder game a couple more people playing a harder game like it doesn't necessarily have to be one particular person throwing that roll around but if the collective can kind of pick up that a little bit, I mean, if Jack Hughes can throw body slams, then you know anybody can step and up. Maybe,
0: maybe that, maybe the, the the playoff experience they got this year, maybe that's something that is you know known to this team now. Like you know what yeah. we do all have to play a, a little bit different, a little you know whatever. But I agree. So you know, it'd be interesting to see. So how about we play a game?
2: Oh well, yeah, we, I like games. Yeah. I like games. Did somebody say games?
0: Even though it's only me and Dan and and guessing because Tony apparently disappeared. But oh, we could, shit. We could... You lost it?
2: Uh, no, it's just I've got so many here now. Let, let's see if we got the game. And we might have the game.
0: Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for The Devil You Know on the Uncle Puppers. New Jersey Devil Podcast. It is the Devil You Know, boys and girls, where we test our devil knowledge against one another, where today Bobby will be asking us questions about a former devil, and me, myself, and Tony, and Dan get to guess answers. We get three incorrect answers before we are eliminated. We can ask Bob any question we want. He can or cannot answer them. It is up to him. So, Bobby, the floor is yours.
3: Okay, very excited about this one. We're hoping it goes a good couple questions in. This is a canadian bony driver. Damn it, it's over. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow, that's awesome, Tony. You did it again.
3: <laughs> All right.
2: Canadian-born
3: forward. He has 934 games played with 200 goals, 401 assists, or 601 points. He was a plus 86 in his career with 452 penalty minutes. He ended his career in 2012, having played with seven different teams. He holds a club record for 534 consecutive games played. Bit of an Iron Man there. A club record.
0: A club record. For how many games? He's
3: He's played for seven teams.
0: And how many games was his uh, streak? 534.
3: Seven teams,
1: Jesus.
0: Can you tell us what teams he played for? Not yet. Okay.
3: His best statistical season was 2002-2003, where he played in all 82 games, had 25 goals... And 46 assists for 71 points. Andy appeared in 14 playoff games that year. Repeat that one again, Devils. Excuse me, Chris? Was that with the Devils? I'm not answering that yet. Okay. Can you repeat that again? Yeah. 2002 2003, 82 games played, 25 goals, 46 assists for 71 points. Cup year. And 14 playoff games. Lemieux? It's not Lemieux. Okay.
2: And he was new to the team then, so he's one of the younger guys on that third cup team. No,
0: he didn't say he was on that team. I'm, I'm asked, skipping around I, the
3: I, years a little bit here.
0: He didn't say he was on the Devils in 2002, 2003. I asked Tom him Chorsky with the Devils. Tom no.
3: Chorsky. Now break so it down finished. a little bit. Here's the stuff that Tony loves. He was a 1993 pick of the Devils in the second round.
4: Oh, oh.
3: he was in. He was on the all AHL all rookie team in the 97 98 season with the Great Late River Rats.
2: Oh. Are you ready to think yes? Is it, uh. It's not Scotty Gomez. I forget. It. I'm not definitely not him. Okay.
3: He debuted in December 1997,
2: had a t- J-Pon coffee. G-Pon? No. Ooh, Tom Don. That Wait, you right? had three guesses already?
3: Yeah. No, no. no. Oh, you wow. had three? Yeah. I had Lemieux Chorsky. and Chorsky. That's it. And I said Pandolfo. Uh, Pandolfo.
2: Who was your third? I just said Pandolfo. That's just... Yeah. Okay, but that's your second. What was your...
1: Was- Lemieux did and you Pandolfo. Say? Chorsky, Lemieux. Oh, he, oh, he said Lemieux Le too. Oh, right. I
3: thought that was game. Okay.
2: No, no. I didn't many say that. How you Lemieux? have
3: been eliminated? And- Gomez. I got one guess. Right. Okay. All right. Keep going. Quick call-up in December of 97. He went back down to the AHL, and he got called back up again in April for the remainder of the year. This is 98 oh, that's now, not helping he me. played 11 games. Uh, oh, 11. End of the year call-up, right? In 98. Correct. In the 97-98 season, he got called up in April 98.
2: That's like the end of the season where they're just filling time. He didn't play playoffs that year? Or you're not saying?
3: I don't have that stat, actually. Okay. okay. He began full-time role with the Devils beginning the 98-99 season, and he was a regular.
2: You said forward already, right? Definitely forward. I did say forward. With poker. these numbers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you say penalty minutes?
3: I did say penalty minutes, and well, those can you t- were me again, please 452. 452. Yeah.
2: All right. I don't know if that helps me. Which is interesting. In That's not number, an extraordinary right? number for 500-and-something games. But he didn't play 500-and-something games with the Devils, necessarily. That's career, you said, right?
3: Well, it was 934 games. Oh, oh, I thought you said crazy.
2: 534.
3: No, 934. Oh, shit. A long oh, career. I wrote 534, too. Okay. Okay. So, he has a quote that he's known for, yet I believe that he's probably not the only player to say it. But his quote was, Goals are like bananas. They come in bunches.
2: Brendan Morrison.
3: Correct. That's a
0: good, you go. nice, Dan. Nice. You son of a bitch, I, I, I wasn't mean,
3: done with the good clues.
2: Sorry, That's I remember. Awesome. You have better clues than good. that? You
3: remember that quote?
2: I do. I remember them making a big deal about it on broadcast. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Chico, I want to say, went into it. You know how All right. Chico it so let's makes go a big through... deal about goofy things.
3: The other one, so we could see where Tony and Chris would have got it, because it, it gets easier as I get down here. In fact, I didn't know what order to put some of these, because I didn't want to give it away. Right. Chris actually asked the question too early about the 2002-2003. He did not play for the Devils that year. He okay. was only a Devil between ninety seven and 2000. Oh, and yeah. then I was either going to go with some of the people he played with or mention that he did not ever win a cup. So you would know he's on the uh, 2000s, yeah, but not right. win a cup.
2: That's what I was thinking uh, about Gomez, and then I had my years wrong anyway. Because I was thinking he won a cup. Ovechkin, I was
3: Aguilla. thinking Brian
0: Gianta at first, and then I was like, wait, he was American. He wasn't born in Canada, and he didn't play for the The Sedin twins.
3: Tony, I think,
1: got this. Well, the off I only said because of the 93. That's what fucked me up with there. Yeah. It was what West. West.
0: tone with the bunches thing? Tony? No, no ben- I didn't ben- even no. think about that. No.
3: Okay, but so now he that he part, says it, I
1: remember, and I remember I didn't even. Do you think, remember that?
3: I, I, yeah, didn't, I did. I, I didn't even that like into Damn it, Dan! Um, he was yeah, part of the West Coast Express line with Marcus right. and Popper, Yeah. and mm. then the key. This is the last one. If you guys hadn't gotten it, this was going to be my last clue. Other well, he's also Hobie Baker, and he was a holdout in 1999. Hobie Baker, I probably would have gotten too uh, with
0: those years. He was traded September in March
3: 2000 than. with Dennis Peterson for Alexander yeah, I Figured I that would have been the one that everybody would have got at that point. Yep. but Dan it nailed it, it on a banana
0: quote. <laughs> that was a good clue and a good guess, Dan. That was great.
2: Yeah, I thank Chico right. Resch because I think I, he went on, like, way too long about it like he normally does, you know? Isn't it that's
3: funny right. how, like, the smallest thing, like, that's what got you because you were listening to yes. Chico Resch talking about that damn quote. And here I was thinking, that's not even relevant. Should I even put that in?
2: It's uh, kind of obscure, that's, right? That's one,
3: Where do you think you would have got it? you think you would have got it?
2: Uh, so probably you know, would I go Mogilney trade? You know, like, right maybe right, if you would mention the Sedin, because I do remember yeah. him playing with them. The, the, the I don't know.
3: Line I would have gotten.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I was looking that. for
3: um, very specific criteria for this one, which is what got me excited because I wanted to find a player who played in that kind of late mid 90s season but didn't win a cup. But was still right. noticeable, and I wanted your, your your heads to be going like, well, Eliash ninety three, like all this yep. kind of stuff. So I was trying to trip you up by throwing the dates out of order, you know. Yeah, and in
2: the end, order. I I got around that by not even realizing that he was a non cup win- winner. I was still thinking that he was on that two thousand three team you to like,
3: think, until I said, he yeah, played till two thousand and didn't win a cup.
2: And then I, mean, really? it, it, one, I was one, that's one, why one, I was thinking one, Gomez, one, Gomez, you know, like the kind of got I me. Mean, that's why I was out. thinking Tchorsky because Tchorsky played with everybody.
3: Well,
0: one thing yeah. I think we have to really think about here is, Tony, did you take notes on how Bobby did this? Did you see how he did the clues? How there Bobby. was more than one? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, Tony. As Tony,
2: you from, and I have both fucked up the game each once. <laughs> it's, it's
0: coming from a... I told you, put the duct tape back over her mouth. It's coming from a place of love. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help.
1: Too you. many drugs, man. Yeah, well, <laughs>
0: But that was a good one, Bobby. I got it. it very I well done. It.
1: It
3: that was, was a good one. one. I was hoping so, it went it, further, but good guess, good guess, Dan. That's awesome. Is there it, it anything
0: would've. else that you boys would like to discuss tonight?
3: We're already over an hour. Wow.
2: Yeah, no, it's a good way to put the pen. There's so much off-season stuff going to go on. You know, gonna be very
1: exciting, All right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, Kyle, well, really fast. Kyle Dubas got fired sure. today. He got like. A, well, did, yeah, um, I saw Shanahan did a press conference. Uh, Quinville will meet with uh, Mr. Bettman to uh, be evaluated. He wants to come back into coaching after that. The Chicago it, deal. Yeah, um, I he can't. To, you know, I don't know. If Chicago should have got. I don't know. They got Bedard, as we didn't even mention last last show.
0: Yeah. Um, oh I yeah. Mean, yeah. There's also Brown. another. Bit of news that came out that we didn't even discuss, and I guess we can just talk about it. I mean, Lindy will be back. I yes. mean, that's basically what Fitzgerald yeah. said. So yeah. he's our coach. And, and I'm again, good with that. You know, I think
3: Tony and I were definitely uh, yeah. good with that. Deserves um, it. He
0: yeah, does. I mean, I'm, I'm, look, I, I wanted to see what this team can do under a different head coach, but I guess, you know, just with what he's done, he deserves it and, you know, can't complain about yeah. this year now. Fitz was, but like,
2: huge lose. behind him, too. He went, like, over the yeah. top with praise and stuff. Yeah, he was. So, you know, uh, I, I look, he's a Jack Adams like, finalist or something, I guess, yeah. right? He's, isn't he up for the trophy? I mean, yeah, it's the yeah, hugest turnaround him. in NHL history to, from We're one year to the up, next, right? So He deserves some credit for that.
0: Gonna, he's not going to win it, right? Just because of Boston and Jim yeah, Montgomery, but...
2: Yeah. I, I guess... Mean, yeah.
0: Well, but he I don't really no, it's pretty remarkable See, though what he did. You know, if you look at it is. It, what I mean Montgomery got Cassidy's team. I mean, that was the Boston was put together. There was he came yes. in and yes,
3: he got a lot out he of that. He made them. a great team a little greater. Where right. We took but, a terrible team and made it a third place team. So You
0: know, nobody looks yeah. at the Dallas Cowboys and the Super Bowls they win and say Barry Switzer was a great coach. He wasn't. He had Jimmy Johnson's team and he just kept them in line and they won a Super Bowl. Uh, it right. happens a lot, you know. It happened to your fucking uh, the Tampa Bay tone when the the Bucks. I mean, that was that was a uh, Tony Dungy's team, yeah. And they Gruden fucking won. you know Gruden comes down and he wins a Super Bowl with them. They don't change. I'm not Tampa taking Bays. anything away from what um, what you did in Boston, but I think you got to give it to Rob look at what the I agree from one year and one. I
2: know it's just regular season but but we all know which team at least won a round and which team collapsed right. in the playoffs so even if you were going to say oh you know like you mentioned this team went on to win the Super Bowl that didn't happen with Boston you know so he didn't even You're take him right. that far he didn't you know start on third he base just- and make the home run even at all so like I get it you know it's not about playoffs but uh, yeah, I think the biggest article, tur- I think point Chris turnaround in had- NHL history. What's that?
1: It's big. I think Chris wrote an article last week, and you know there was, the, whoever I don't know what who was by, but it was. Um... Oh, he he's not gonna do this again. He's not gonna this is going not gonna happen again. This is not gonna happen again. Yeah, 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 but yeah. but Aaron Judge might not hit sixty two home runs again. This is again, the
0: way the world works. Yeah. Right. And also, no, they're not gonna have the start that they had last year. I mean, maybe they will, but most likely it's not. Most but this likely team is capable I mean, like we said a million times, it doesn't matter if you end up in the seating first or your first wild card. It yeah. doesn't matter. As long as you I'm not looking it. for another
2: thirteen game streak. I'm looking for a a playoff run that's deeper. That's what right. I'm looking for, right? And I if Russ up the up guy to team, give it to us, that's awesome. Yeah.
3: I Listen, give he, up
2: a, go ahead, Bobby. I was just
3: say, he was brought in here because of the way that he does work with young kids, and let's face it, we still have a ton of young kids and more coming up. Like we are just scratching the surface. So for a little while longer, yeah, I think he's the right, you know, coach. And um, if if we continue to see. Maybe we win a round or two or a round and then continue to see that we ultimately get pushed around come playoff time. Then maybe there's a change that's needed. But I think everybody in the Devils organization now knows what this team has to become. Nobody here on this podcast is interested in building like a fantasy team. That's why we talk about you can maybe let a a brat go and fill it in with somebody else because we just want a a playoff contender, a winner, and we want a freaking cup.
1: So I mean, uh, if, mm-hmm. if Ruff doesn't work, you yeah. got you got the guy on that bench that can take over. I mean, you know, and, I, and I'm a Ruff. Absolutely. I like I said, I've said all along. I like Ruff. I think he deserves it. He had a great season. He's a great coach. He's had the history itself. You look at his records. I mean, the guy, the players well, like. Well, he doesn't you have a Stanley
0: doing. Cup, so I say if you got this guy locked up for another year, maybe two, go get him a fucking cup because and of the if the win a cup, I'm sure he'll retire right afterwards. If they <laughs> win next year and win a cup. So let's just get him a fucking cup. Yeah, cuz if they the show, yeah. the year, would have won this year, don't. Next year seems like a great time I, I oh, like it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So, it's you know, and again, that's one thing we don't have to go on and on about talking. Russ our coach, that's fine. Move on to other stuff. I just uh, mm-hmm. really, really hope that they are and I'm sure they are kicking the tires about a possible Goalie trade or free agent goalie, and I don't know who's up for free agency yet. We didn't even get into that. I think that. priority
3: number one is Meyer. Yes. Then Hall is going to follow. Then they'll address the goaltending. I think Brat's going to sit in limbo again. It's just what well, happened? We'll I mean, they
0: gave Brat. They gave Brat apparently an offer. Um, he said the deal's yeah, there. It's written, they have yeah, it. I don't know if that's a standing deal or if that is you know them now going to go back and renegotiate it or is, you know, so who knows? But I agree with you. You've given Bratt every opportunity to sign with this team. We cannot be now, uh, you know, the first order of business is just go, you know, trying to go and romance Bratt to get him to sign with the team. Like, you you know where you're going. If you want to stay here, sign the fucking contract. We have other people, kind of bigger fish there that we need to go out and lock up. And Meyer's definitely it. because The devil should be
3: in the position of power now. If you yes. can't sit back and realize the potential that's coming in the next five, six years, then happily leave, go. <laughs> like it, yeah. It shouldn't. And that's you know.
0: why I think if you're going to see a lot of free agents starting to say that you know this team popping up with teams that they would be willing to come to because of that reason. You know, I mean, we the the window's open and it's just opening. Like this team should be very, very good for a very long time. As long as nothing catastrophic happens, they really should. But you don't think
1: Goudreau's scratching his head right now, like, oh man, maybe I made a bad choice, you know. He's gotta be.
0: Yeah, I do think he worked, worked out for us possibly, but um I I think it did work out for yeah, us. We didn't I, need a small
3: forward.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, we don't need Johnny Goudreau on this team. If anything, like I, I know we Dan and I when we were doing the, the show uh early on in the season, uh I mean, we were like Kachuk was the guy that you needed to go yeah. out and get, and and I'm telling you, we'd still be playing if we had Matthew Kachuk on this team.
3: Um, evident by how he's playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: I know that I know that Fitzgerald made a a, a strong move for him. He really did. Right, it just you know, he didn't want to he be can't always get what tomorrow, you either. want. That was... Well, the yeah, tax yeah. thing is a big yeah. deal too for these. A guys. lot of I players
2: like it. that. T- you know, their the money goes further. Definitely yeah, with the tax so. situation.
1: Vegas is up like three to two right now, too, boys. Um, in that game, in the third, uh, I don't know if you guys. I know we're gonna. We got to get off here pretty soon because we're running. But um, I don't know if you guys. They, they put out a stat that I thought was kind of interesting. It's just before we leave the playoff. The playoffs this year. These are the players that are playing right now without a cup. Joe Pavelski's played 177 games without winning a cup. Playoff games. This is Mark Stahl 120, uh, Derek Stefan 120, Paul Stasny, 115, Ryan Sutter 109. Uh, Burns 106, Theodore 97, and Riley Smith 96. So there's, it's going to be nice this year because you're going to see a guy win a cup. There's a lot of dudes who haven't won. Um, just a shame Mark we're not Stone there like we were list. saying last week. Like this would have been a perfect playoff to be in. Was Mark Stone on that list? No, I don't see his name on that list. Stone no.
0: did win a cup. Hmm. With I like
1: Mark Stone, a hell of a player. Oh, you, yeah, let me see here. I mean that and Eichel too. Man, he really turned it on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been impressive too, hasn't he?
3: That was oh, a no, You're, looking, you're looking at the wrong stats, man. All I see is that Jack Hughes hasn't won a cup and he played 12 games. So I'd like to get <laughs> that right. going. That's ridiculous,
0: man. 12 <laughs> games and no cup. No cup after that's that. That's bullshit. That's 16 wins, Not win 12 crap. wins. Just 12 <laughs> games. That's all we got to play. Should have been through One the, the uh, conference championship by 12 Indeed. games. Oh, man. We should still be playing. Anyway, I guess that's going to be it for us tonight. Um, and uh, again. Anybody listen to us, uh, you like us, subscribe, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Amazon. It does go a long way in promoting our podcast, and we really appreciate it, where we can grow into a nice community of Devil fans, when truly our main goal is that we win our Ford Stanley Cup before the Rangers. So that's really all we're doing. If the Rangers win the Stanley Cup, we're just holding up this podcast and leaving. We're done. Never watching hockey again. (laughs) We're going to be the off, fuckers. Right. Yeah, so, fuckers. On, <laughs> on that note, they all oh, fuckers. The all fuckers podcast. Oh wow, yeah. Hey, Chris.
1: RPI. Uh, Jim
0: Brown, huh? Yeah. That sucks. Jim Brown, yeah. greatest running back in NFL history, social advocate, all around badass. Jim Brown He played away, what but... fifty
1: seven to sixty five, and I think he was in the playoffs. Or no, he was the rushing leader eight of those years.
0: I mean, it got, yeah. It was a beast. I mean, he was just ridiculous what yeah. he did. Yeah. You know, but. Anyway, check us out, like us, uh, tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and you guys know how it goes. Mm -hmm. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Fuck is out. Later.
4: It's over, Johnny. It's over!